Hello, hello, hello. This is Toothy Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. Um, and on this episode, oh, actually, you know, speaking of, I brought Dr. Vahid back on there, on here. Say hello. Hi, everybody. Okay. So glad to have me again. Right. Thanks. Yeah, no, no. I actually brought you back on here just because I, I figured it's time for me to complain a little bit. And this is going to be a little therapy session for myself. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm just gonna complain and and I'm just gonna listen and then if you want to chime in, you can. You know. So I got you. It's funny. This week has been kind of a a tough week because there were so many things going on, patients and complications and stuff like that. But it got me kind of. And then I, when I go online, I look at some dental stuff and some of the dental posts, and I'm just kind of like, okay, this is just this is exactly why we created this podcast because I want people to understand not all dentists are you know, full of themselves, egotistical, not all dentists. Instagram models. <laughs> not, and yeah, no one's an Instagram model. Even if you you think you're an influencer, you're not. Okay, let's be real. So so that's actually what I want to just talk about. And and this week was kind of crazy because I just it seems like everything hit me all at once. Okay. For example, I'm just gonna jump right in. I'm gonna jump right in. Okay. So mm-hmm. for example, patients, I want I'm talking to you. Okay. If you do surgery any mm-hmm. surgery, you will expect to have pain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't stop swelling, discomfort. Dude, you go get a hangnail removed, you're in pain and you have discomfort. What do you think was going to happen? Right. So then why <laughs> would you sit here and act like just because... Okay, so let me let me summarize this. Let me just do this real quick. If mm-hmm. I take a blade and I cut you, that's surgery. Okay? Yeah. That's surgery. Yeah. That's, just, that's what that's it is. That's surgery. Right. If you're into some kind of fetish and you cut each other for sexual pleasure, that's not surgery. No, 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 no. no. Okay, so this, that's <laughs> I want to make sure we get the difference, right? If you're in a dental chair, blade, cut you, surgery. If you're doing for it sure. in your bedroom, that's just freakiness. Yeah, we definitely. don't want to talk. About it. That's not. That's <laughs> we don't not, want to talk about that. That's another kind of podcast. That's another podcast <laughs> that I'm sure probably get more listeners than we do. But oh, anyway, for sure. for sure, there's some freaks out there, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? But it's surgery, okay? So what happens with surgery is it's not the day of, it's not even the day after. It's, it's the day 48 after. hours exactly. later. 48 to 72 hours is where the most patients experience that pain, discomfort, and swelling. Exactly. So please don't call me two days later, right? And then say, oh, by the way, doc, yeah, I felt so good. And all of a sudden, I'm in pain. I know. That's why I gave you medication for a week. Because I know that this is going to happen. I know that you're going to be in pain. Okay? And another thing. So I'm going to continue to complain. And this is, you know, I want you to be my therapist. Okay? Yeah, I got you. I appreciate it. Right? Yeah, I got you. (laughs) So another thing, too. Don't take your medication. And then an hour later. Actually, not even an hour later. Yeah, ten minutes later, call me and say, "Oh, my medication is not working." That's not how it works. If you have a headache and you take ibuprofen, you shouldn't expect that to go. Oh my God, it's an instant cure. It takes time. Yeah, it takes about an hour. You have to go through your system. Yeah, that's why I tell all my patients: take it ahead of time. Even if you're not in pain, take your medication. It's better to prevent pain than to stop pain. There you go. That's what I always tell them. And they say, well, why do you want me to take it? Do you want me to just take the, the Motrin and the and the Tylenol 3? Do you want me to take them uh, when I get pain? I said, no, 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 no. I want you to get in your system right now. Right. Like, right after surgery. Right. And don't call me and say, oh, the pain medication you gave me is not working. And I ask you, when did you take it? And you said, oh, I just took it. It's not going to work. 
It's not. That's not yeah. how. That's not you how. You need it works. an hour. You need, you need an, hour an hour before it kicks into your system. It has well, to go through your. Yeah, system. it's headaches, cramps, all that stuff. Your muscle pain. It takes about an hour for those medications to really kick in, no matter thank, what you're taking. Thank you. So please, <laughs> I'm telling this to everybody. Please do not call your doctor after you take your medication and tell them it's not working. I agree. Speaking of, I give my patients my phone number. Me too. Me too. I say, you can reach me on my cell. It's the same number my mother has. So don't abuse it, but it's there. Well, the difference is they do abuse it. Okay. And not everybody. (laughs) I'm going to say like 90% of my patients don't even call. Yes. There's like 5 to 10%. They literally call me for everything. Or text you. Is this okay? Is Is this this fine? Is this picture okay? Is this normal? Remember remember when I told you not to look in that area, not to mess with that area? By taking that picture, you basically (laughs) proved to me that you didn't listen to me at all. You really care less what I told you. Yeah, you're not supposed to be stretching your mouth at all. Right, but yet you're going to sit here and be like, hey, does this look normal? Why are you... And 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 nothing looks pretty after surgery. Nothing looks pretty after surgery. Like, real results of surgery won't show up until at least, like, six weeks after. You know, that's... Six weeks, (laughs) eight weeks, even longer. Like, the ultimate result, three months, three to four months. You'll start to see it. In some cases, even, like, a year later. So the point is, is that don't tell me it looks ugly. Of course it looks ugly. You know, it's it's sad to say this, and I'm going to make a joke, and I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for it. But, I mean, Kylie Jenner proved that. Look at Kylie before and after surgery. <laughs> nothing looks pretty. Nothing looked pretty before. <laughs> after everything is healed, it looks wonderful. But before yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Suspect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let our audiences on a little secret. Oh my boy. lips are, I have lip injections. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and actually, one of my best friends, um, Eugenia Prokopitz, she does my lip injections for me. Okay. 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 And this is definitely become a therapy session. Go ahead. Yeah. So she does my lips for me. And oh, of course, I'm going to go to a periodontist because like we are very good with our hands. We just are. And so you had I a periodontist. Not a plastic surgeon do your lips. No, I have a periodontist who does my lips. Take a look. You can see me right now. They you, look pretty good, right? I, Natural. You know, it's funny. No one can see you. This is this is podcast. But no, uh, I'm thank showing you. you. Oh, I, I'm I showing appreciate you because you can see me. <laughs> yes, everybody. Her, her lip look natural. <laughs> exactly. The point is that when she when she started on me, she said, she said "Listen, um, we're gonna do a vial at a time. Let's just get to get to where you want to be." And she the first day. I mean, you swell up. Like, I mean, baboon butt lips. I am not kidding you. Like, in your face, duck lips, the shit you see that it's, like, botched. Like, baboon butt lips. And she says, listen, give it 48 hours. Give it 48 to 72 hours. It's going to go down. And I was freaking out. I was being that patient. I was like, well, why does it look like this? So you're the patient that I hate. You're the patient that that I hate. Yeah, I'm that annoying patient. And oh she's my one of my best friends. So I like go over to her house. I'm like, check me. She's like, dude, 48 to 72 hours. Keep the swelling. It's going to go down. You're going to be fine. As soon as it goes down, my lips look beautiful. She adds another vial. Wait like three months later. They're like exactly where I want them. There you go. So, <laughs> so patient. So, so you have to be yeah. patient. You exactly. have to actually realize that, that you, you just had be patient. Be patient. <laughs> be who you are called to be. <laughs> yeah. You are a patient, so be patient. All right. So let me let me just again again. This is our, our therapy session, so we're going to continue, right? So I have had surgeries that I've done, implants that I placed, you know, um, and I didn't see the patient. And I do the implant. I'm like, okay, you're good to go. Go get your crown. And maybe years later, 
I'm getting the patient coming back saying that, oh, the implant is loose or this and that. And it almost seems like every single time it's the surgeon's fault. Mind you, I haven't seen a patient for two, three, four years after the implant was placed. But somehow, and mind you, the implant was placed, and before the patient left, everything looked great. Patient yeah. comes back two or three years. So here's my question to you. When does this stop being my fault as the surgeon? <laughs> Is it when the crown goes on? I mean, can, can anybody else take responsibility for it? Again, if something happens when the patient hasn't gotten a crown, I can say that's my fault. But after that, two, three years after the crown is Even on, is it my fault? fault? Here's the thing. Like, we're dealing with the human body, okay? You're dealing with the human body. It's not a, it's a very fluid thing when it comes down to it. Like, recovery, pain, discomfort, results, uh, whether implants take, whether, whether grafts take, all this stuff. We're, and that's why we're literally transplanting things into people's mouths. But here's and the question. We can do the best we can. But here's we the question. We can do the best already. we can, but there's, hear me out. Right, we can ahead. do the best we can. I don't know can, if I agree with you, but, but go ahead. there's always biology and physiology that comes into play. Right. When it comes to the surgery failing, you can't say that the surgeon failed, okay? Because, because unless you're an idiot and you're a sadist, you did the best that you could, okay? Right. So you do what you can. The surgery can fail, of course, but mm-hmm. the, the only time that we'll notice that the surgery has failed is right around the time when we do the uncovery of the implants, around that time where we take that last x-ray, we say, hey, this is this is ready to go, and then we, we torque test it, and we see, hey, reverse torque, see if it's moving. If it hasn't integrated with the bone, then we can say, hey, this went wrong. The surgery went wrong. This is our fault. If you give that go on the implant, the patient goes back to their general dentist, the implant gets placed, and then Three years later, they're coming back and saying that something's off. That is not your surgeon's fault at all. That is right. not even the GP's fault. That could just be your bite forces. That could just be your own habits. Maybe you stopped brushing your teeth. Maybe you stopped flossing. Maybe you didn't care for it as much as you needed to. By the way, if people have to have implants, you need to be seen every three months. This is bullshit every six months. <laughs> you have an appliance in your mouth. You get to be seen by between your periodontist and your general dentist. You have to be alternated and seen. Don't give me this bullshit. Three years later, something is failing. My surgeon placed it the wrong way. Three years later, what's going on in your life? What, you, how, how is your bite forces? But you know Did what, you though? Notice, like, you know what? No, no, no. But, but you know what, though? But you know what, though? I know. I can tell you're anxious. You're more, ang- yeah. you're more upset about it than I am now. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. do you want to have a seat? Maybe you can complain. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? It, it, I feel like there's a lot of restorative dentists, a lot of GPs, a lot of prosthodontists that will literally point fingers at the surgeon. Right. It's funny. I went to a conference for prosthodontics. I went to a conference and literally they gave a presentation saying this is why it can't be our fault. And this is why it's more than likely the surgeon's fault. And I'm sitting and I'm the only one that's a periodontist in this room. We and never I, blame them. The surgeons never blame, blame the surgeon. But we get all why the blame. Why do they blame the surgeon? Exactly. Dude, so that's exactly what I mean. standard. Right. We're all in it together. What the hell? Again, like I said, let me just complain. Okay, this is exactly why I'm having this complaint session. And I'm going to continue to have this complaint session until <laughs> someone answers all my questions. You see what I'm saying? I got you. So I appreciate it. So here's another thing too, right? And this is something that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. If you are a pre-dental student, okay, and you okay. come and you want to be mentored by us. Because we talked about mentorship and everything with your organization. Well, on my episode, yeah. Exactly, right? If you want to be a mentor... And you want to be mentored, okay? I'm telling you mm-hmm. this right now. 
You got to put in the work. Just because you know me or you know Dr. Sanaz or you know other doctors or you work or your in a dad's dental, a dentist or, or your, your dad is a dentist, don't be an entitled prick. Yeah, yes. you're not entitled. Don't gotta, be entitled and it. think that you're just going to get in because you know somebody. Yes, does this yeah. happen? Absolutely. I mean, look at the whole paying to go to college and that, which to be honest with you, that makes no sense to me why you pay a half a million for a kid to get into a school that doesn't cost anywhere near that. But that's another story for another day. Remember that with uh, Aunt Becky? I'm so disappointed, Aunt Becky. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We don't want to get there. That that that's that, another. Kind that of obsessed podcast. me. I would expect it. I would have expected Uncle Jesse to do it. Yes, but not Aunt Becky. Yeah, Aunt Becky was always like she was a nice one. She was the one that would be like, no, let's not do that. Always wanted, like I always wanted her to be my aunt. Right, but you know what, Uncle Jesse, we were suspect of him. But I would have thought Uncle Uncle Jesse would have done it. But anyway, Uncle Jesse was a daddy though. Let's talk about that. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so why is it that you come to us? We tell you, hey, shadow us, do whatever you possibly can, and then. Whenever we find out, oh, okay, how did your, you know, DATs go? How did your exams go and all this stuff? I got a stuff. 17. And I, I yeah, I didn't, do, yeah, I didn't really do that well. I didn't really study hard, but I'm glad that I know you and I know I, I have experience in the dental field. Dental schools don't give a crap if you have experience in the dental field because they're going to wipe your mind clear of all the stuff you learned in, in the dental <laughs> office anyway. And they're going to tell you to learn your way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they tell you, oh, we we care because at least you have experience. You know what dentistry is about. Yes, you're right. But let's be honest. The people that come in as dental, they were dental assistants, whatever, they literally have to wipe everything that they learn clean. clean. Why? Because yeah. the dental school wants to teach you their way. Oh, yeah. And right? you got to learn the fundamentals and the basics. And a right. lot of times in the dental office, time is money. So everybody is cutting corners. To try to get the results done, but they're cutting corners. But in dental school, your boards, all that stuff, they want you knowing that basic shit from like 1920s. Well, that, that's a problem, really. So if you have about 15,000 people applying for dental school and there's mm-hmm. only uh, spots for about 6,000 at most. 6,000, yeah. Right. Why do you think that your grade doesn't matter? That's what really got to me was the fact that these students that you know, they, they want us to mentor and stuff like that. Think that, oh, just because I got in connection with a dentist, all of a sudden I'm going to get into dental school. Your grades matter. Knowing people, here's the thing. If your grades, so everybody, it is a competitive field. I mean, everybody wants to go to dental school now. More people want to go, more people want to go to dental school now than I think people want to go to med school, last I heard, like from, from like stats and stuff. So here's the thing. Competition is high, okay? competition is really high so your grades have to be on point your uh gpa has to be phenomenal involvement in activities your dat score has to be good and then if you know somebody that's just your icing on the cake putting you against someone who has the same grades same dat score same number of hours same number of you know extracurricular activities research involvement all that stuff everybody's gonna have that Knowing me or knowing you or knowing Dr. X and knowing Dr. Y who works at, uh, you know, Nova okay, or yeah, works okay. at Maryland yeah, or works yeah. at Pitt. This is just your kick above a, a bunch of a, like everybody people. who's in right. the same level as you. That's right. the only kick to you. That's it. So you got to be kicking ass for us to kick ass for you. That's exactly right. And that's and, what it is. Or, or here's another thing. <laughs> or maybe your mom or dad, whoever the dentist is, donates a lot of money for, to that school. Then you have a good chance. Then you have a good chance. Let's be honest. Yeah, but you still have, I was on the admissions committee. Let me tell you this, uh, Dr. Aka. Yeah. 
I was on the admissions committee at University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of kids come in. Our like Maryland University runs by alumni. I give money to their alumni association. I love Maryland, okay? Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, when we pick our applicants, yes, we consider that. But we can't bat for you if your grades are shit and you're getting in. If your average grades, you know, you have to be above a 3.5. If you have good grades, DET score is like, uh, you know, a little below average, but everything else is fine. Your parents are paying the thing and, you know, you're involved and you know people. Yeah, that boosts you up a little bit. But nobody goes to bat for you if you don't meet the basic criteria of what you need for the average to get into the school. No, you're right. and But you know what? People feel like they have that entitlement. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing that really gets to me is that people actually think they have this entitlement and that's exactly what um, is going to get them to that next level. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, okay, let me complain about another thing then. Okay. Instagram, social media, and dentist. Mm-hmm. All right? So I I follow some dentists and, and, and I follow some really good, good clinicians. I mean, they're posting beautiful, you know, smile, re, you know, revigoration or whatever you want to call this, smile makeovers, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Ugly swan makeover. I don't know what you want to call it, but that's what that's basically what they're doing. And some of them are very good. But there are other people that post stuff and I'm like, what is this garbage that you're posting online? And it almost seems like the love they didn't get from their family is what they kind of want to, oh, well, look how great I'm doing as a dentist, right? Let me be honest with you. Please, please, dentist, I'm talking to you, dentist. Please don't post garbage on there. And then when someone actually doesn't compliment it and says, man, what, what is this? What are you posting on? Don't be upset. You know yeah. darn well that didn't look good. <clears throat> if you're going to post it, it better be good. Thank you. I say that I'm a bad guy. If you're posting your best selfie, post your best fucking surgery. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, if no you, if you take it. time to edit your <laughs> selfie, please take time to edit your dental work because I will look at it and I will let you know if it's garbage. It's bad for the profession. <laughs> yes. But the funny thing is they always want, you know, whenever I'm, I'll make a comment like, hey, did, the, did who picked that shade or why does that tooth look like? They're like, oh, the patient wanted to look like a, a toilet bowl. I'm like, really? They really wanted that color. They wanted white, white. That, that's like that was their choice. They really came up to you and said, "Make me look Honestly, like a toilet bowl." Walter, that's not the first time I've heard this. But they say Some that that's an excuse. Like, I want it. Like I want that bleach white, like like that's chocolate fine. thing. But a that's fine. Do, but not all of them do that. And on top of that, as a dentist, you should really be like, I can get you that color, but at least make it look like a tooth. Some of them look like chiclets, and then they're going to act like the patient's going to want to select that. The patient didn't contour that tooth. The patient didn't make that crown. You did that. So don't pretend <laughs> that all of a sudden... Tell me how you feel. Let no, it, no, it really Let makes it me out. mad because then they show it, and then they're, they're so proud. And they and their hashtags really piss me off. It's like, new life. Make make my patient better. You know, hashtag, I love my job. You you don't love your job. Hashtag, Hollywood smile. Yeah, ha- oh. <laughs> Hashtag Hollywood smile. Hashtag I did it for them. Come on. <laughs> I, I swear I hate people that do that. Hashtag love my job. Yes. Yes. Okay. No. You know, you clearly don't love your patient if you send them out looking like that. Okay. So that's another situation. You know, I, I, I know for sure I'm going to get a lot of crap from this. I know this, but I, I don't care. This is my complaint. This is my session. This is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. 
<laughs> I can complain for as long. And you have I no love how real you are. This is the best part. This is why I said I come back like a second watch. This, this is when you and I talk regularly now. Right. Like we've actually right. become friends. We're cool now. Yes. Yeah, and, we're but, cool now. So it's it's just it's it's like. It's like what we do, the bitching fest that we do a but couple times a week. We're just recording it now. You know, the funny thing is, this is exactly what Dr. Craydock and I, that's why we started this podcast was because we were like, we were just so tired of all the garbage that was out there, you know, that dentists were putting out there. And we were like, we need to clarify to our listeners and our patients that not everybody does this garbage, you know, and we need to hold people accountable. And so that's yeah. why we started this. And I mean, I think it's funny. People are really like, hey, I listen to your podcast. And it scares me because they're my patients. And I'm like, and you know, they're always like, aren't you afraid to like say something bad about other patients? I'm like, no, if, if they take it personal, to be honest with you, then that's just them. You know, I, my, I, I, I was taught the phrase, uh, butthurt, which I understand. I don't understand why people use that phrase. That's kind of weird to me. But if you're butthurt about this, then that means that you're really insecure about something you did wrong. You see what I mean? I basically yeah. tell the truth. I don't talk bad about anybody. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Say names, but I will tell you situations that have kind of gotten to me, you know? Um, the last thing, and, I, and then I'm done. I'm done. The last thing, and I'm done. Let okay. it out. Let it out. I Let appreciate. Out. You want to lay down on your couch <laughs> right, I'm while, you. while you're complaining? I'm on. I'm online. Okay. Again, social media, and okay. I see this, and this is a question from a third year dental student, and the, she goes, "Hey guys, so I'm a third year dental student, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm assuming this is how their voice was. I'm a third year dental student, and um, I want to take a nine thousand dollar dental implant course what do you think graduate dental school first <laughs> thank you how about learn how to do a filling first you're going to take yeah. a nine thousand dollar course to me i i don't know about this but but i thought dental school was kind of expensive you're going to come out with student loans you know oh, in yeah. the year three four hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand you know uh, i was actually looking at a list of the most expensive schools and NYU and Pacific and everything, they're looking at like people are graduating like close to six hundred thousand. Yes, actually close to six hundred thousand dollars in yeah. debt. And you're telling me as a third year dental student that has barely seen patients, you want to take an implant course. That concerns me. Honestly, you telling me this really concerns me because <clears throat> everybody's forgetting about teeth. They're like, wait, we don't need to save teeth anymore. Thank you. You went to go be a dentist to save teeth. You didn't go become an implantologist. And don't get me wrong, I love placing implants. That's my that that's what I do. I like I like taking out teeth. I like placing implants. But implants are not the end all be all. They should be your worst case scenario. I agree. I'm seeing I'm seeing cases where they're like, oh um, I just, I don't want to do the root canal. It's, it's a, it's, it's a small periodical lucency. And endodontist, get an endodontist on here, you know, get Paulina Ertl on oh, here. Oh, no, you I, want. I've, I've gotten a few endodontists. If you go back to the and our, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, dude, try to, like, you have teeth for a reason. <laughs> People literally are like, take out my tooth and place an implant. I don't want a filling. That's it. They don't even want fillings nowadays. And 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 some people are some of the professional providers, I guess you could say, are so like they've they've forgotten everything they've learned, and everything right now is implants. That's like what's hot. That's what it is. So these dental students are like, hey, why do I need to learn how to do a filling? Why do I need to do an implant? Why do I need to do an onlay? Why do I need why forget the implant? Why do I need to do an onlay? Why do I need to do a crown? Why do I need to learn a root canal? Why do I need well, to Well, I can just take about, it out and yeah. just place an implant. Why am I not even starting clinic and I should be taking like a three-day course in placing implants? Thank what you. 
and that's what pissed me. You know what made me mad even actually even matter was the comments that people were saying. People were like, yeah, that's a good idea. I think you should do that. And I was like, wait what? a minute. I said, hold up, hold up. This this person hasn't even learned how to do the basics of dentistry. And you're telling me you want to do, you want to put a screw in someone's jaw that could cause permanent damage, that could cause severe, you know, uh, and issues. And you're not a surgeon. You're and not, you're not, you're not even close to and being you- a surgeon. But yet you want to take, you're not even close to being a dentist. I mean, you still have two yeah. more years. And it's a four-year, you're 50% of the way there to being a competent somebody. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, and I, I mean, okay, this is when I, I get a little upset. But, you know, here's the thing, right? You graduate from dental school, and you probably know maybe 60% of what you need to know to be a competent dentist. You're just competent enough for people not to be afraid to let give you a license. And you're telling me, you still don't third, know shit. You know some you don't states know require Thank a residency you. now? Right, New York and, and some other states. But here's a funny thing. Um, you're telling me that as a third-year dental student, your concern isn't graduating from dental school. Your concern is taking a $9,000 course. And you're not even guaranteed that people are going to trust you to even do the work on them. What if you fill your board? I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but like, what if you fill your from board? School. That's it. Graduate from school. Then come talk to me about maybe doing advanced. How about how about learn the basics? How about learn how the teeth come together? How about learn occlusion before you even consider doing surgery? Right. Oh yeah. So so again, I saw that, and I mean the learn response to before you walk. Thank you. The that's, response that's that people and, were saying, and a lot of these dental students are really excited. And I heard you're bringing on a dental student to talk as yeah. well with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like, and you can get their perspective on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna dude, ask him. I'm gonna ask him. Uh, he's uh I think he's trying to apply for oral surgery. Everybody knows how I feel he about is, oral surgery. He is. He's doing oral surgery. I don't but know. But let where... me tell you this: his dad's a periodontist, and he works. He's worked under me before, and I can tell you, he works like a perio guy. So uh, you know you what? Got, I, I'm trying to. I, I gotta respect him. No, I need the one oral surgery listen, guy. I listen, 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 listen. I don't know where he <laughs> went wrong in his life. I don't know where where his dad went wrong, and I'm, I might need to talk to his dad, not to him. <laughs> but as, if my daughter decided, hey, I want to do oral surgery, I'd say, well, I guess you're not a part of my family anymore. That's no, was, dude, no, no, Walter, no, there's some no, really good oral surgeons no, out there, like let, Armando Rotano. Show me. Good. Show Alan me. Robinson's really good. Listen, you I can know a name, couple of these guys that are really good, man. <laughs> you can name anybody you want. You know, you can name, you can name, you know, uh, uh, the best oral surgeon in the world. And you know what I'm still going to say to them? I'm sorry for them. That's the, that's, 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 where, this, we, that's where we clash. This that's is, where this clash. is where. There's some really good ones out there who know soft tissue, right. who know, you know, they, they, I, I can't, this is where I disagree with you. There you are know some, what? Oh and this is, this there I'm, are some that, I'm going to tell you, there are some. Right. Like, then there's some periodons that are butchers too. Oh, you absolutely. Can't absolutely. And I, I hate on them equally. You know, yeah. what I do is I hate on all, all <laughs> you, oral you, surgeons. You just hate all of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hate everybody right now. Walter, let's be real. I do. I do. And, you know, I try to make a living out of just being angry towards everybody equally you know <laughs> i <laughs> i love my patients i really do but i hate my colleagues that should be a new podcast <laughs> i love my patients hate my colleagues let's talk you know talk to <laughs> yourselves 
No, no. I, I mean, I joke a lot. Actually, I have a lot of good friends who are all surgeons, and I give them crap every single day. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The two of us will never go away. No, no, no. I, I actually bring, I keep bringing it back just because I feel like I need something to talk about and why I hate oral surgeons. You're a shyster. Okay. I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need patience to realize my hatred for them. But anyway, no. It's, it, I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. I mean, I know he's a friend of yours, so I'm excited about it. Uh, but I will ask him why he chose the um, the unspoken path. Oh, over yeah, exactly. Perio over over Dude, life. Perio practice ready to go. I don't know. You yeah. should you should dig into that a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I even want to talk to him actually now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you for right. you know this uh this uh, bitch session. I, I do believe that my my anger has decreased a little bit. I'm yeah. not completely angry anymore. Uh, it, it's gonna get me rejuvenated for the for the week to come. So I thank you for listening, and and for you complaining as well. <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime. All right, we'll talk. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an s at gmail dot com. That's real dentist r e a l dentist with an s at gmail dot com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that. Our professional opinions, the final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.